Hello, and welcome to the e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast, where new and aspiring instructional designers start, grow, and advance their careers. Would you like to become a successful instructional designer? Well, then let's get started. Today, I'm speaking with Miss Amanda Hewitt, a senior instructional designer at DeVita. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the show. Hi, Crystal. How you doing? Good. Thank you. What inspired you to get into e-learning and instructional design? You know, Crystal, that's a really great question. So my previous work in supporting nursing and pharmacy students in the higher ed space, you know, has honestly inspired me to teach myself how to navigate learning management systems, LMS, virtual proctoring, things like that. So, you know, a staff member at a college has such an amazing capacity to make an impact on a learner's journey and et cetera. So with that being said, you know, I would sometimes advise on matters I had experience with, with my nursing students. So they would stop by at my front desk to say hello and kind of vent on their exams or things like that. And I had experience on resume tips, how to navigate working full-time while going to school. Because at that time, I was going to school at University of Illinois Springfield for my master's degree in public administration and strategic HR emphasis. So yep, that's a mouthful. But yeah, I had a lot going on. So I was able to really practice my empathy with them too. I kind of knew like, hey, I'm there too. I'm not a nurse, but... <laughs> I am, you know, trying to build my career and things like that. So that kind of inspired me to do that. Wow, that's so cool. So what's a typical day look like for you? You know, I'm only a few weeks in at my newly acquired role as a senior instructional designer at DeVita. Yeah. Generally speaking, I would say as an ID, you know, we have to be adaptable, right? And open to changes. So most of us have creative passions and we may have initial expectations on that course build, right? Crystal, I'm sure you've experienced this, but the needs of our SMEs, our subject matter experts, and clients come first. So Crystal, I'm sure from your past experience, a complete course is not always the answer, you know, for a learning mm -hmm. solution, uh, you know, QRG, qu quick reference guide or a job aid may suffice. So it's important to have those realistic expectations. Unless you're a freelancer with clients and have like a robust client need for full on from scratch course builds. I would say just try to have realistic expectations if that makes sense. Because right now I'm just doing PowerPoint flips for existing courses. And it's, while it's not the most exciting work, it's, it is impactful and things like that. So, you know, I start off my day, you know, Crystal, with opening up my computer, maybe checking my email for a few minutes. I love to map out my day. So I spend five to 10 minutes mapping up my day. I, I love lists. I love things like that. So making sure I don't have any huge surprises. And then maybe I'll listen to a podcast or things like that, like unarticulate e-learning heroes or something like that for 30 minutes. I know we'll talk about people I follow in a little bit. But yeah, so that's, and then I also have like maybe, you know, two hours blocked out of development time. So, you know, I'll have two hours, four hours, something like that. And then I'll have some team meetings, some uh, stakeholder meetings, things like that. And then before you know it, your eight hours is up. So that's kind of like a day in the life, I would say. Hopefully that answered your question <laughs> enough, fair enough. So, because every ID role is different, right? right. It, it just depends Absolutely. on your organization and how everything's structured. Well, that too, and just how you personally, personally are structuring your day and planning out your day. That's very important for, I think anyone, it's something that a lot of people don't do. So especially in instructional designers, very important because there's 
so many th different things going on all the time. For sure. How flexible is your job? So I wish I could say I worked four hours a day and took a spa day on Fridays. I I'm joking. That was a joke. I don't really do that. <laughs> I'll generally work eight hour days. You know, Crystal, some ID roles are salaried like mine or they're hourly. So it just, it just depends on the organization and their structure. So I will generally work eight hour days. I'm salaried. So there may be a day where I work a little longer, for example, to work on a deliverable, a tight deadline, but that's my prerogative. My company really values that work-life balance and they preach it. They don't want us working 80 hours a week. So it's up to us to manage our time. And there is not a lot of micromanaging on my team. I love my leader. He is amazing. And my team is really great. So yeah, that's a little bit about my day. Like, you know, benefits and things like that. It's pretty typical of like the healthcare corporate kind of space. So, you know, typical PTO, health benefits, uh, 401k, things like that. So it's, it's pretty typical if you were to like compare and contrast like other healthcare organizations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And two, you mentioning how you love your team. That's super important. And it seems like pretty common with instructional designers. They love their jobs and their teams. So how has your time working in the healthcare industry impacted your approach to instructional design? So Crystal, I really love this question when I was preparing for it. So <laughs> um, due to my experiences in the healthcare industry, I am familiar on like how clinicians operate and how they approach uh, certain situations. So I would say that it has shaped me more into an empathetic human with the true purpose in life, you know, which is to always try my best to help others. Um, on a personal note, Crystal, I volunteer my time on weekends and, and weeknights. Um, I run two different uh, post-traumatic stress uh, support pages, a public page, a private page, and then a second page. So it's it's just really exciting to be able to, um, I design social media content, quotes, things like that. I reshare po posts, articles, things like that. And it, it really gives trauma patients like a voice, you know, and my groups are open to non-combat and combat uh, folks with PTSD. So folks who have been at war or folks who were run over by a car or had domestic um, abuse, unfortunately, in the home, things like that. So I would say just my experiences have really shaped me into empathetic person. So my journey to healthcare, instructional design and general like learning and development, L&D space guys, um, about eight years ago, it started at a local hospital in central Illinois. So I I served two very busy and impactful years as a frontline health information management medical records person. This role was one of the most challenging roles I've ever had. And it was like my first official corporate healthcare role. So my team dealt with fast paced phones, emails, calls, and in-person encounters. I was tasked with many like technical things as well. And we had a lot of turnover because nobody wanted to work second shift. I worked 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. So nobody wanted to work that shift. So I was tasked with creating job aids and quick reference guides for the new hires mm -hmm. um, because the managers weren't really present and you know because they they worked at eight to four that kind of inspired me to kind of pursue instructional design in the healthcare space and I never looked back <laughs> so I love that and I love how passionate you are about it and specifically in the healthcare industry I can see that being very being a very rewarding job you seem perfect for it too that's awesome it, it definitely is crystal and to be honest I didn't plan on being in care ID industry. It just kind of found me, yeah. you know, with my work in 
you know, the clinical higher ed space with student development and LMS and clerical support at uh, the nursing college, uh, St. John's in Springfield, Illinois. And then I, and then I uh, moved on to working at a pharmacy college in St. Louis, you know, and now I'm at DaVita. And before that, I was at a behavioral health organization um, mm-hmm. a little under a year. Yeah. So it's just, isn't it amazing? <laughs> like our, yeah. our experiences and things like that. We don't always plan it. So (laughs) definitely. And it, I mean, you're here for a reason and you ended up where you're at for a reason. So I think that's super cool. What is the number one habit you've developed that has contributed to your success? I would say a couple things. So my ability to pick up on new software and processes quickly, and you mentioned this, but my positive energy, so many folks have told me your energy is contagious it's something special people tell me to be able to connect with folks the way I do. You know, I'm a real people person. Like I really do enjoy connecting like an everyday person. Like I'll, I'll talk to you like you're my best friend. You know, like I, I really like to connect on that personal level, especially with my SMEs if I can. I love that. And I honestly felt that before I even met you, I felt like comfortable with you. So that's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Especially with the position you're in. Definitely. Because we can talk about trust all day, but (laughs) to really, to really gain your SME's trust, I feel like connection is important. Oh yeah. And, you know, yes, being polite. Yes. You know, no, knowing what you're doing and, you know, trying to demonstrate your skills, like, you know, in your 20 minute scoping meeting and things like that, you know, uh, to, to reassure them, then yes, yes, the work will get done in this a lot of time, but yeah, it's a definitely interesting ride crystal. I'll tell you that. (laughs) So do you have a unique process for tackling e-learning design? Thinking about this and honestly, not the moment I'm always trying to fit in some professional development crystal, like time to brush up on development skills or learn something new. Mm -hmm. I think before we recorded, you and I were talking about AI a little bit for my social media groups. I have been using AI to generate some really interesting graphics and uh, photos and images like you can, yeah, you, you can give a, uh, a command to a chat bot and tell them, imagine this image, high quality anime, anime style or something like that. So, or realistic, uh, realistic, high quality, things like that. So it's, it's really cool. (laughs) I, and, and, you know, and and it's not copyrighted. So I don't want to go down that, you know, open that can of worms, but it's, um, it's fun. It's, it's fun to really have like that chatbot imagine Mm -hmm. an image or an apple tree with the sunset. And then you can also say, you know, oh, there's an older man in his fifties with gray hair and he looks stoic, you know, things like that. Like you can give like uh, these poetic descriptions of these people or things and the AI bot will imagine it for you. And, you know, there's, you know, there's other folks in ID that have podcasts um, like Dr. Luke Hobson. He just did a YouTube um, uh, on his YouTube channel. He just did a YouTube uh, episode this morning on, you know, the, the chat bot for AI. It's it's so interesting, Crystal. I don't know, have, have you had a chance to check that out? It's- no, but I actually, I just interviewed Luke Hobson two days ago and we oh, had, really? we, I was just going to mention that we were talking a lot about AI. I'm going to put the link in the post and it's five ways that you can use AI and in instructional design. Now that wraps up this week's e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast episode. Now it's time for you to go out there and take action on what you learned about instructional design today. 
Remember, you don't have to earn another degree and get a formal education in in order to become successful in the field of instructional design. That's why I started the e-learning and instructional design for beginners. I would love to have you as an e-learning and instructional design for beginners member. My program is a proven step-by-step process you can use for a successful career in instructional design and create online courses from scratch. I offer a free membership that gives you the tools and resources you need to successfully start a career in instructional design and e-learning. To learn more, go to eteachonline.com join.